Welcome in everyone to another edition of the FIR podcast. Um, we're going to break down today um, the quarterback carousel, or at least attempt to attack it, and look at all 32 NFL teams' quarterback situations going into the 2021 NFL offseason. Um, this is probably the... Yeah, yeah, I would say this is probably the most um, sporadic um, off season when it comes to quarterbacks that we're gonna we've seen yet. Um, about ballpark, about half the NFL teams are set at quarterback. Half of them aren't. Let's get into it. Let's just break it down right away. Let's start off with the AFC East. Let's talk uh, the Buffalo Bills. They're absolutely set with Josh Allen. There, there's no doubt in my mind. They're probably going to be working on an extension this offseason for um, the quarterback out of Wyoming. Um, after he had an all-pro, you can even make an argument that it was an MVP-like season um, for Josh Allen. Um, but absolutely, there, there's nothing that's going to happen there. But barring an offseason injury to Josh Allen, he'll be under center for the Buffalo Bills in week one. The Miami Dolphins. This one's a little murky. Um, obviously, they just drafted Tua Tagovailoa about fifth overall last year um, in the draft. To me, with this one, because he did have he did have a mediocre um, season, even to his um, level. He he even said, "Yeah, it was it was bad." Um, when you have to get bench for Ryan Fitzpatrick twice. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, and it's not even due to injury, it's just simply performance. Uh, Ryan, don't get me wrong, Ryan Fitzpatrick's great in, in spots, but yeah, I, no, he's like Nick Foles. I, I'd want him in spots. I don't want him in a in a full-time setting. Um, the way it looks to me is the only way Tua's not going to be the week one starter for the Dolphins is if they get the strong if they win the strong Watson sweepstakes. Now there's a lot of factors that could break into that. I'm not a hundred percent sure if even that is on the table right now. Um, so there's a lot of factors that can go into that. Um, but I think Tua will be the week one starter, um, barring Deshaun Watson being traded for, in which case he'll be the Houston Texans week one starter. New England Patriots. Cam Newton, I'm sorry. It was a nice idea. He busted his ass there. Everyone saw his work schedule where he gets up at like 4, 4.30 or something like that, and he's out the door 10 minutes later, um, and he's just in there grinding. There just comes a time where I don't know if it was just a bad fit or if it's just – they started off pretty decent. I think they started 3-1, and one, and they ended up finishing the season 7-9. and nine. So that, that that's, not, that's not a great uh, way to – Go about it, including getting for the most for the most part they were getting blown off the field. Like in the, the Monday Night Football game, it was just absolutely embarrassing. It's probably the most embarrassing uh, Bill Belichick team I've seen on a field, um, and that includes them losing uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs a number of years ago, uh, leading to that um, we're on to Cincinnati um, press conference. But this was um, – it, it can't be him. You know, there's New England ties. I don't know if he'd want to go there. I don't know if Bill Belichick aggre- would be aggressive enough because he's never really made the big splash trade before. Um, 
I don't know if he could do that. I don't know if to, like the same deal with Matt Stafford. I don't know if Deshaun Watson would wanna go to New England. Um, but if if he does, uh, that that obviously could solve their problem. Um, but I think the most likely one would be they'll sign a veteran quarterback. Maybe Cam will come in, and they'll draft Mac Jones, and they'll have they'll have a QB competition. I think Mac Jones will win it out easily. That's the only role I can see for Cam Newton in New England is being a backup. Um, but yeah, it, it just makes more sense to me. Maybe they'll move up and get Trey Lance. I mean, he might even. I I don't. I don't see him falling. Trey Lance falling there. Mac Jones might not even be there at fifteen where the Patriots are picking. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's move on to the New York Jets, the team that Bill Belichick formerly coached twice, but never went out on the sidelines as a Jets head coach. To me, this one's interesting because Albert Breer came out today. There were four teams last week who called up about Sam Donald's availability. The Jets said, we'll see. Albert Breer's reporting that he's hearing numerous teams since then have called up the Jets asking, what's the deal? And they're still saying, we'll have to or just wait. You'll, uh, we'll, we're still in the process of, of deciding what we want to do um, with Robert Sala there and Joe Douglas um, getting to determine that. I think with Mike LaFleur there, I think that Sam Darnold has a chance to thrive. Um, you got to get some weapons in there. You absolutely you need weapons and you need an all line. You need your running back. Uh, my, my guy Beckton, I should say, is solid. You need to get, I think, Joe Thunny for the Pats um, would be a great addition to the, the guard position. Maybe draft, maybe draft an old line or two, you know, try to trade out and maybe swap picks to three with Cincinnati. I mean, I doubt Cincinnati will want to do that. Um, but maybe try to land Panay Sewell. Um, maybe trade, swap picks with Atlanta. Who knows? Like I said, there's so many factors. I think Panay Sewell, or just sit there and take Panay Sewell too overall. Um, I think that would set him up with great tackles, um, a Joe Thunny in the oh, the guard, and then you have you'd have to fix a guard, and you'd have to get a serviceable guard in there and a serviceable center. That's easy, um, easy enough, I should say. I think. Look, I like Zach Wilson, and I like Justin Fields. There's things I like about both of them. However, I don't see them fitting with the Jets. That's just my opinion. Um, You never know. They could. But I feel like Sam Darnold now has been ingrained, and now he's set up. He has the personality of a quarterback that the Jets can get behind. Zach Wilson comes off as flashy, kind of like Drew Locke a little bit. Um, Justin Fields just comes off. There's just he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great prospect. Uh, I just don't think he fits with the Jets. That's just my personal opinion. All right, but um, it could be Donald. It could be Zach Wilson. Justin Fields. I don't see them taking a veteran quarterback um, in this position. I mean, they have Joe Flacco. They'll probably sign him to like a one-year league minimum deal, or maybe even a two or three million, <laughs> two or three million dollar deal. My bad. Um, but. I, I, I don't see them going hold. I see them either sticking it with Dar- sticking with Dar- or going a couple years younger in the draft. All right, let's move on to the AFC North here. The Baltimore Ravens, um, it's no doubt it's Lamar's job there. No doubt. 
I'm sorry. The, the, there was just no reason. I mean, the the dude's balled out. You can like him or hate him because of the fact that he runs a lot. But at the end of the day, it's producing results on the field. Um, so, I mean, you can't you can't really uh, can't fault the guy. I mean, he's going out there doing everything he thinks he can do to win, and that's obviously worked. Where they've got to the A of NFC or my bad, AFC division around twice in the last two years, and he's been in the play. He's gone to the playoffs all three seasons in the NFL. You can't argue with those stats. Cincinnati Bengals, if Joe Burrow is ready to return, he's obviously going to be the week one starter. However, that's a, that was such a gruesome injury. It happened so late in the year. I don't know if he'll be ready for week one. I hope he is because I think Joe Burrow makes the Cincinnati Bengals an added three-win team. You you take their record and you add three on to whatever um, your prediction is preseason. I think he's that good. Um, he proved that he was that good, and I think if he'd finished out the entire year with that terrible Bengals offense, I mean, you got T. Higgins in there. And, um, but for the most part, I mean, he was behind the, one of the worst O-lines. I think the Jets, the Bengals, the Houston Texans, and the Seattle Seahawks all have the four worst offensive lines. Um, I think if Burrow's back in time, They'll probably be a six or seven win team, I think. Um, I think Zach Taylor will still be fired, but I think they'll be showing improvement. Um, if he's not back, I, I'd say re-sign Brandon Allen and have him start a couple games. He obviously showed that he can mesh with the Bengals' offense. Um, plus, I think some continuity at the quarterback position is always key. You need to have continuity in some way. Um, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, what can you say? Colin Coward called him out. All the media called him out after the horrible year um, with Freddie Kitchens. It was a boomer bust year. Baker boomed. Baker made it to the playoffs. Baker went to the divisional round in the playoffs. And you can make an argument that if one or two calls go Cleveland's way, they're in the AFC title game. I think if it wasn't for the fact that the Bengals defense or the Browns defense was just so horrendously bad, the secondaries got burned all day long. But don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but it's like over 500 yards of offense. Or I think it was no, it wasn't 500 500 yards. I think it was 500 yards total offense. I mean, you got to stand up and do something at that point. Um, but it's gonna be. Uh, it's the Baker Mayfield uh, show season three is coming out in Cleveland in September. So uh, I think that we just have to get used to that. Or well, the Browns or not Browns fans that the league should have to get used to that because not a whole lot of people like Baker. Um, you know, I think he's been humbled this year. He's been a lot, he's been a lot quieter this year than he's ever been. Um, and that was refreshing to see. It's good to see him start to mature a little bit. And I hope that he can be Cleveland's franchise guy for the next 10 to 15 years still. The Steelers, it comes down to this. Big Ben's going to have to take a pay cut, or he's going to have to get cut. It's as simple as that. Either he takes a pay cut or he will be cut. Um, Mason Rudolph can be the one-year answer. The situations, I mean, the defense coming back, if they all come back healthy, um, would be nice. 
I think he can be serviceable. He was near 500 with the team they had last year in that defensive stellar. Um, and he pretty much played most of the season outside of Duck High, just playing two or three games. Um, with me, I don't think he's the I don't think he's the starter long term, but I think he's a lot like Kirk Cousins. And yes, I know that's a that's a questionable one, but let, let's be real. At the end of the day, Kirk Cousins is serviceable at best. He's had some of the best receiving cores, the best running back. The only issue ever has been really the tackles at the offensive line in the Vikings. Um, <coughs> and, and he's he's put up some decent stats, but when it comes down to crunch time, he never really puts it together. Um, but back to the Steelers, I think that Big Ben, uh, he's I think he's about roughly close to 40 million, like 38, 39 million against the cap. He's got to take a pay cut. He's got they got to rework the contract. Um, but it's something's gonna happen there in Pittsburgh. And I don't think Big Ben will be the week one starter if he doesn't take a pay cut. If he does, I think he will. And I think I'd personally love to see Big Ben um finish out his career with Pittsburgh because it's very rare to see a guy only play with one team. John Elway only played with the Broncos. Yes, he was drafted by the Colts, but he only played with the Broncos. Eli Manning only played with the Colts or the, the Giants. Jesus, um, it, it's so rare. If you think of some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you think Brady, the Bucks, Montana, Niner or Niners, Chiefs, um, Peyton Manning, Colts, Broncos. Uh, there's just so many of them. It's very rare to see a guy finish his entire career with one team, and I think it'd be great to see um, him do that. But it's gonna it's gonna come at a price. He's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do it for uh, for the same pay he's set to get. Um, so with the AFC South, Houston Texans. This is a big one. Deshaun Watson's not coming back. Okay, Nick Casario, David Culley, Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, everybody in that organization just needs to wrap their head around it. He's not coming back. He requested a trade. He doesn't answer your phone calls. He, he's been frustrated for weeks now. And when you look at what he's been given, you traded away his best receiver for pennies on the dollar. You got an old, washed-up David Johnson and a second-round pick. Or arguably, at the time, the best receiver in the league? That's BS. Um. So they need to draft. I think what they need to do is at the th- uh, five spot. I think is where they have a pick. Uh, but the Dolphins, no, it's, it's third overall. My bad, third. Um, they need to take that pick. They need to draft a quarterback and rebuild. You trade Deshaun Watson, you get two first rounders guaranteed for the next three years, three plus. Guarantee, I think you get four. He's that good. Um, and the thing is, they have to trade him before the trade deadline. Otherwise, or not the trade deadline, the draft. Because I think if you get closer and closer to offseason workouts, OTAs, all uh, the preseason, um, he's going to be less and less valuable because you're going to have to then throw thrust him into a position to be the starting quarterback for a team. And then next year... There's no upside to Deshaun Watson. Or, well, let me preface this. Cap-wise, there's no 
upside because he's going from I think this is I think he's 15 against the cap this year, and next year he goes to 42. No, not a whole lot of teams are going to have that cap space to make that trade. You're going to have a lot less. You're going to have a lot more teams available to make the trade for 15 million. Um, but they just need to wrap their heads around. The sooner they get that done, the, the better it'll be. The Colts, Jacoby Brissett, serviceable, but not a franchise guy. Philip Rivers already retired. I, they've been in the rumblings for Carson once. Apparently, it's them and the Bears. Um, I I doubt they're going to draft a guy. I, I don't think they're going to draft a guy. That they're going to go the veteran route um, again. I think if they don't get if they don't get Wentz, I see them getting a veteran. Maybe keep a percent. Oh, excuse me. Didn't work out well um, early on, but who knows? Maybe it'll work. Or it didn't work in 2019, I should preface. And um, I think at the end, they'll sign a veteran quarterback. Maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe. Um, he He's shown that he can make the play in the game, but I don't know how he'd be. Um, this would be the best team he's had to work with since probably the Bucks, and he did do wonders with the Bucks before they kept playing him and Jameis back and forth. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Draft Trevor Lawrence. Do not cut Gardner Minshew. You're going to either keep him as a backup or you're going to trade him. He has too much value. He is an underrated quarterback um, in this league, and I think he was just dealt the terrible team to work with. Um, a lot like with Sam Darnold in the Jets. Okay, there's I've it's I, I'll get to this when I talk about the Broncos, but I've seen too much good from Gardner Minshew to think he's junk. He's I, I've seen him do too many good plays to show that he's a scrub. I think he just needs to get more consistent. All right, and the tight. Uh, let's finish off the uh, AFC South. The Tennessee Titans are going to take keep Ryan Tannehill. Let's actually move on to the Denver Broncos now. They're going to be They've been in the rumblings. They apparently offered the number nine pick for Matt Stafford. Um, obviously, that got blown away when the Rams jumped in there and threw a monkey in at everybody's wrench for the Matt Stafford Sweet Six. Um, they're gonna get. I think they're looking for a veteran quarterback to pressure Drew Lock for the right price. I don't see them taking a QB in this draft because I don't think the QB talent that they're looking for a plug and play guy like a Justin Fields. A Trevor Lawrence. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be there at nine. So also, I think the talent that they're going to get at nine is too good. You're going to see Micah Parsons fall that far. Patrick Sertain. Those are my two best defensive guys. I'm looking at, um, and I think one of them. I think uh, possibly both um, are going to fall to nine with all the QB games that are going to get played. Um, and then, uh, but I think if Drew Lock stays there, it creates a closer relationship with him and Vic because they're going to have to literally rely on each other. Um, they're going to have to create a scenario where they need each other to succeed. So they're going to pro- uh, they're going to work together better because they know it's either both of us make it or neither of us make it. So I think that's going to create a great deal. Chiefs, Patrick freaking Mahomes. Next question. Uh, Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr. Him and Gruden, it's a tough deal to see because one minute they're nice to they're happy, next minute it looks like Gruden's about ready to get rid of them. The thing is, Gruden's too rah-rah 
throughout the entire year, he hard pressed. Um, and the thing is, I mean, outside of the year with the Bucks, where he just got the luckiest pick of the drawing um, to go to the team with a great defense um, and just the offense, and then he played his old team in the Super Bowl. So it was just the dream scenario. Outside of that, what's he really done? The tuck rule game, where they went to bless. That's about it. I think his rah-rah uh, tends to wear players down quicker, and then they're completely done by the – they're pretty much checked out mentally by the time December rolls around. And then when, you, when you're mentally checked out, you make mistakes. That's why the they went – I think they started 6-3 and three and finished 7-9 and nine or something like that. And uh, it's tough to tell. Um, I don't – Think the Raiders are in a position to draft a quarterback? Um, they might be in the rumblings to try to get Deshaun Watson. Um, Mario is also their backup quarterback. Everyone's high on. Uh, he's garnering a lot of trade interest. Uh, the only talk I've heard of Derek Carr was to the Colts. They were uh, calling up about him. That's really it. I haven't heard a whole lot of out of the Raiders. Um, Let's clean out the AFC. What uh, the AFC completely? Justin Herbert's going to be the starter for the Chargers. Let's do, let's just face facts. Uh, all right, let's move to the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys. It's going to come down to signing Dak to a long-term deal or franchising him, or Jerry Jones is going to get a QB in the draft. Simple as that. They're going to. I think they have a top ten pick, or they're just outside the top ten. They could probably make a play to move up um, and get a QB. Um, but I think Dak has been proven in this league, and Dak's shown too. Uh, I think Dak's shown so much with the Cowboys that it'd be more, it'd be moronic on so many levels for Jerry Jones not to re-sign him to a long-term deal. Yes, I know he had that injury, but let's face facts. Before that injury, Dak Prescott was a top-five quarterback in the league, and no one wants to admit it. No one wants to admit it because he's on the Dallas Cowboys, and most team, most people hate the Cowboys because of their fans. Um, New York Giants. Danny Dimes is going to be the starter for twenty twenty-one. But it's boomer bust. He has to show he's like Baker Mayfield. He showed a little promise, but now it, it, it's it's balls to the wall. You need to you need to get shit done. And the Giants finished six and ten last year, so five and eleven and six and ten in his first or ours for our first few years in the league. That's where his team has finished. Um, I think he's going to need an above five hundred record, or he's going to have to put up. 2010 Charger stats if if they're not above 500. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, they have the starter on the roster. They just need to take the hit and trade Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts is the guy. Uh, you know, when you, show, when you show up and you play as well as he did against the Saints, the number one defense in the league at the time, yeah, yeah. I'm sold on Jalen Hurts. And... I think Howie Roseman is a lot like Jack Easterby, where he's an egomaniac in there. And Jeffrey Lurie is a smart owner, which is why it's just so dumbfounding to me why he has this loyalty to to buy into everything Howie Roseman said. Because let's face facts, he fired the guy. He lost the guy who won in the Super Bowl in Frank Reich. He then fired the guy who hired that guy in Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson... Uh, is a great coach. He's a good coach. I think he's a great coach. 
Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna suck not to see him in the league uh, for the next year, but we'll see him back in the 2022 for sure. He'll definitely be in the coaching carousel. Um, but he just Howie Roseman's dead set that if he doesn't get everything back in return that he got when he made the move to get Carson once and move up in 2016, that he's not gonna do it. And that's just more on it because Carson once isn't gonna garner for uh, if he garners a first round pick, I'd be impressed. I, I I wouldn't be shocked to see him garner a second rounder, but I, I'd only offer a third. I would because he's fallen. He's shown signs that he can be the guy, but he also shown signs that he can't. I'm not going to waste a first round talent, especially if I'm in the unless if I'm not in the top twenty. If I'm if I'm in the top twenty, nah, I'm not taking that chance because I've seen that Carson Wentz is beaten down. It's a big shot you're taking. It, it's basically I'm risking my job for you kind of deal. And nobody's going to take that shot. Um, let's move to the Washington football team. Alex Smith's announced he wants to play in 2021. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in Washington. The main reason I say that is because he's going to get uh, the, the football team will save 13, 14 million roughly by cutting him. If they can't rework his contract, kind of like what Big Ben had, I mean, they signed Tyler Heineke to like a two-year, $9 million deal. Um, and he's a serviceable starter. I mean, he went toe-to-toe for the most part in that game with Tom Brady. Um, you know, the kid can ball. Um, I think you just got to get him into the offense, get him comfortable. And let, let, let's be real. I mean, Scott Turner's offense is not the – it's not an Andy Reid offense. It's – uh it's far from that. It's lacking. Um, but, and I think you give him a year. If that doesn't work, you draft a quarterback for next year. NFC North. Trubisky won't be back in 2021. It's obvious. He's not going to get re-signed. He's going to be a free agent, probably back up somewhere. Um, Nick Foles is in the answer. They've been in talks about Carson Wentz, but I don't think, I think if they don't get Carson Wentz, they're going to move up and get a quarterback like Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. I don't think they're going to be able to, to get in the in the top five or so to get a Justin Fields, a Zach Wilson, or um, and then I think maybe you can move up a little bit and get Trey Lance. Um, you have you still have to move to the bottom end of the top five, um, but or top ten I should say. Um, Detroit Lions. At this point, you got no choice but to ride with Jared Goff in 2021 now. Um, as simple as that. Um, he, he's You guys made the investment. That's your guy for next two or three years, I think, at least. Um, but at least you'll get a bunch of first-round picks to give him, uh, give him some uh, pieces to work with. Hopefully, maybe re-sign Marvin Jones. Got Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Um, it's going to be a tough sell for me to see Goff being a Matthew Stafford level where he's playing as well as Matt Stafford was in Detroit. But we'll have to see. You know, I'm kind of interested to see what Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn are going to uh, spruce up there and up in Detroit. And it's uh, it's going to be an interesting combo for sure because I've always been uh, looking forward to seeing somebody uh, bite kneecaps off. So I'm, I'm very interested in checking and uh, see how Jared Goff is leading that uh, – Cannibal-like uh, crusade. 
the Green Bay Packers. You got to work with Aaron Rodgers on fixing that relationship. Look, you are so close. So like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're so close to having Aaron Rodgers do what Brett Favre didn't. Just close out his career with you. Don't let him go to the Vikings. Don't let him go to the Bears. Don't let him go to freaking uh, Lions, which I doubt uh, Detroit will be able to financially do. But you got to work on fix that relationship. He's done so much for that franchise that it's just it'd be a disservice to him. It'd be a disservice to the fans. Um, but you also got to start looking at the future. Um, keep your eye on some late round gems. Unless you're sure Jordan Love can do what Aaron Rodgers has done. In which case, don't look at quarterbacks again. If you if you think Jordan Love is the guy, you do a lot like what they did about 15 years ago, where you have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers work together. And then when you think he's ready, you pull the trigger and you put Aaron Rodgers in, or Jordan Love in. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting uh, sight to see up there. And as for the Vikings, look, Kirk Cousins makes too much money against the cap not to return. But we all know what's going to happen. The Vikings are just going to be mediocre again. I feel bad for guys like Mike Florio, the public fans of the Vikings. One year... They think that they finally got the pieces to go and finally get that Super Bowl trophy that's eluded them for years. And then the next year, go eight and eight. Um, it's going to be hard for me to – let's move forward now to the NFC South quick. Um, you're going to start off with the Falcons. you got Matt Ryan. He's going to be a – Forty-plus million dollar cap hit this year. He's not getting moved this offseason. Next offseason, you could see some movement. There's been talks where everyone's saying, "Oh, they're going to draft a quarterback." No, you're not going to take somebody at number three or number four, like the Vikings or the Falcons are at four. You're not going to take somebody at four to have them sit for a year. In this day and age in the NFL, you draft somebody at four to start now. Panthers. This one's an interesting one because I could see any option. Uh, they could keep Teddy Bridgewater. They could trade him. They could get. They could draft the next franchise guy. They could get a veteran guy. It literally, with Matt Rule, none of it would surprise me. Um, they have a new GM this year um, from the Seahawks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, that's for sure. But like I said, all options are on the table. Um, I think it would be a significant cap hit. I think it's like a $20 million cap hit to see Teddy Bridgewater walk. Um, but, I mean, if it's a package where they can get up in a spot where they, or if they can use him in a package to get Deshaun Watson, I think he'd take that. That's another thing. They could get Deshaun Watson. New Orleans Saints. I think everyone knows Drew Brees is going to retire. Um he hasn't said it publicly yet, but we're all 99.999% sure it's happening. If that happens, it appears that it'll be down to uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston uh, to be the successor. It's going to be tough to see what happens. I think Jameis Winston will end up being the quarterback under center for the Saints 2021. Um, 
But it's, it, either way, I think the Saints obviously are turning the page from the Drew Brees era to uh, the next phase. Um, Tampa Bay, to the chagrin of 31 other fan bases. That's the much delight of one fan base. TB12 and Bruce Arians are coming back for another year. They're going for two, as Bruce Arians put it. Uh, let's move to the NFC West to try to finish this off. Arizona Cardinals. Kyler's unquestionably the guy for Arizona in 2021. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, I think the table's set. He has to make the playoffs um, or be fired. Uh, but Kyler, they're not going to give up on Kyler unless he has an abysmal third year in the NFL. Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's the guy. The Rams... They're obviously all in for 2021. They have their version of Steve Young in the wings. Now it's just up to Sean McVay and Matt Stafford to go out there and kill it. 49ers. I'm 70% sure Jimmy G is going to be the starter for next year. Uh, the Niners aren't really in a position, especially with John Lynch, where I'd see them being a team to aggressively move up and get a young guy in the draft, uh, especially with Jimmy G on the roster. Um, I think the it's kind of like the Miami situation where I only see them moving up to get him if they're my bad. The, uh, it's like Miami where I the only position I see them to go other than the quarterback that's on their roster now is if they get Deshaun Watson, and I don't I don't see John Lynch. And Kyle Shanahan being that aggressive. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think for the most part, I think it's it's I'm 70% sure Jimmy G will be the quarterback in San Fran. And the last team, the Seattle Seahawks, look, it comes out of this. We're all big boys. Russell Wilson has had a bad O-line his entire career. Pete Carroll and John Schneider have done minimal to help that. They need to, to get their, their shit together, for lack of a better term, because if they don't get it together, they're going to let, hands down, the best player they've had in franchise history walk. Well, not walk. They're going to trade him a lot like the Deshaun Chaos. You need to fix that relationship at all costs. Okay? This isn't a, a useless owner like Cal McNair. Um that you're talking about. You're talking about Pete Carroll and John Snyder, two of the smartest men in football with Russell Wilson. Okay. Those two need to get this done. Okay. They cannot afford to move Russell Wilson. They have too much invested in the parts around him, like Carlos Dunlap. Okay. Like a DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, who they just put a. I believe they're probably going to get ready to sign him to a long-term deal here in the next year or two. Um, but you're literally having him be the show. You need to do something. It's as simple as that. I think the best tackle they've had is Russell Okun. Um, but. I, I, it just to me, it's a, you can't afford to let Russell Wilson walk. The Texans, 
here, here's the difference. They let it get so bad to where there is no other option. The, the Seahawks have the option to fix it. Okay, Russell Wilson has not requested a trade. He's only mentioned it in an interview or two with his displeasure. You still have the option to fix it. And I very strongly suggest they take that option because otherwise, I'm sorry if it was if, if it was any other quarterback in the league, any other. Pete Carroll doesn't have two Super Bowl rings. Pete Car- or my bad, a Super Bowl ring. Pete Carroll doesn't have two Super Bowl appearances. He's done. Russell Wilson's done a lot more with a lot less on an O line, where he's he's been. I think he he's been the most hit quarterback since he came in the league. I think I believe so, if I recall. That needs to change. He's thirty two. He says he'd like to play till he's forty five. I doubt that'll happen. With the hits that he's taken, if he makes it to forty, I'd be surprised. This is the this is the section of his career where you need to hit it. Because at this point, he's the best player, like I've said. Um, so it's it it simply comes down to they need to fix the relationship with Russell Wilson. Now on to some uh, some news going on around the league to close out the show. Um, some sad news that uh, Buccaneer former Buccaneers and Chargers wide receiver uh, Vincent Jackson was found dead today in a hotel in Tampa um, at the age of thirty eight. Uh, didn't appear like there was any physical uh, altercation that led to it. Uh, there's going to be a to- uh, an autopsy conducted, and we will know um, in the oncoming weeks uh, what happened, but it is definitely tragic. Uh, Vincent Jackson, he was a uh, five-year member with the uh, Buccaneers. Uh, was the Chargers for a couple years, if I remember right. Um, just a very sad situation. Vincent Jackson, he did show some, uh, some strides in the league. Uh, he wasn't a scrub, that's for sure. He wasn't just some practice guy, uh, practice um, squad guy. But uh, definitely sucks to see a uh, a life cut too short. Um, now on to some lighter news because that's honestly some of the worst news you can get. Um, we can talk about Adrian Peterson. He still thinks that he he's chasing Super Bowl rings at this point. He's he's admitted it. Uh, but he's also looking to catch Emmett Smith's rushing record for all-time rushing yards. Um, with this one, it's going to get interesting with me, seeing as how Tampa has Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I mean, I believe Leonard Fournette's a free agent this year, but I think he'll obviously he'll probably come back if offered. Um, all right. Um, Darius Leonard. Um, has come out and said that he trusts his, his front office to uh, get the Colts quarterback position correct. Um, Ten million. Or, uh, let's move on to the Jets for a minute. Uh, if you look at a guy, I'm going to bring it up here in a week or so when I do my cap casualty and my cap setup for the free agency. Um, one of my main guys to look at uh, on the Jets is Jamison Crowder. He he makes ten million next year as a salary. Um, he's definitely not a ten million a year receiver. Or at least he hasn't been, um, and he's probably going to get cut by the Jets or have to restructure his deal. 
Um, he'll probably end up getting cut more so because I don't see that happening. Um, and then let's also obviously talk about the elephant in the room, um, the Chris Doyle issue uh, with the Jags. He was hired as a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he had his issues at Iowa where he was uh, fired for making racially charged uh, comments towards uh, numerous players. Uh, I believe it was, the number was 50, um, roughly. Um, he was hired on Tuesday, resigned Friday night, said he did not want to be a distraction to the team, but let's be real, I'm pretty sure this had something to do with Jack's shot putting his foot down. And also, this is a way to let my, uh, Urban Meyer know, like, dude, you, yes, you're the coach and we trust you. However, this isn't some Bill O'Brien type deal where you're literally going to have the reins of everything. No, it's not happening. And this guy, this guy is a bad part of our team. He's not going to help us. Uh, he's not going to help things go the way we want them to. So uh, it's time to move on. Um, and then J.J. Watt getting released. Uh, we'll end the show on this one. J.J. Uh, Watt was uh, requested his release last Friday and was granted his release by the Houston Texans. I can applaud the Houston Texans for once since probably when they were up 24 or 24 zip on the Chiefs because I was happy to see Kansas City lose. I was like, uh, as a Bronco fan, like that, that made me happy to see Patrick Mahomes finally taken down a notch. And then, of course, they let, proceeded to let uh, Mahomes route them um, on the way to his first Super Bowl. But J.J. Watt, their best player in franchise history, been there 10 years, won three Defensive Player of the Year uh, awards. So crucial um, in the Hurricane Harvey relief uh, for the Houston area. Uh, Walter Pate, Man of the Year. Um, he requested his release after frustration this year with the team. I uh, was granted his release, and I, I can applaud the Texans for not trying to uh, hold him and trade him. That he wanted his trade, they gave him his trade out of, or they they wanted he wanted his release. They gave him his release out of respect, and I truly can applaud Houston for that. J.J. Uh, Watt has since been contacted by about a dozen teams, uh, Steelers and his home state of uh, Green Bay, or my bad, of Wisconsin, the Packers, um, have both been teams that have been uh, in there. The Bills are another. The Browns are another. Um, I think he'll probably, if offered, he'll probably take less money to go with the Steelers just so he can play with his brothers because I think – Family is so important to that Watt team or that Watt family that I think that uh, that's truly going to be um, his biggest deal. So that's actually going to wrap everything up here today for uh, today's installment of the FIR podcast. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about cap casualties potentially and potential uh, holes that need to be filled this offseason in the draft and free agency for each team. Um, but until then, uh, we'll see you.